We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is the 5 Reasons Sports Network. Miami Sports On Demand. We now have 15 podcasts in the network covering every professional sports team in South Florida and much more, all absolutely free. Find all of our shows on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Podbean. If you just can't get enough, become a member of our patron feed and you'll get even more exclusive content. Here's a sneak peek of what you'll hear on the upcoming episode of our newest show, The Chamber Podcast. We're now joined by Dr. Peter Marciante. There's a local sports team down here hampered by injuries right now. If a team is ravaged by injuries, how much do you put of that into the training staff and the physical therapist? Unfortunately, I put a lot on it. Now what they've done is they've they've blocked out all external doctors to have total control, and I'm not sure it's working that well but there needs to be a little bit more freedom and guys need to be also take charge in, in their own health care they can't just go to a team who's trying to manage 100 players if you're interested in advertising your business on any of our podcasts reach out to us at number five reasons sports on twitter to stay up to date with all of our shows enter five reasons in your search bar and then hit subscribe Welcome, welcome, welcome to a winning edition of the Heapy Podcast. And with me today, we have our booing producer and co-founder, Mr. Brian Goins, who I learned this weekend is scared of roller coasters. I'm scared of outdoor roller coasters. Space Mountain's fine with me. Okay, good. Excellent. Uh, We have our professional screw-up, Alex Toledo. I would take literally any roller coaster over Space Mountain. 
Today's panel is pretty good. We're, we will do roller coaster discourse later. And we have our statistician and photoshopper, the Maple Rick himself, Christian Hernandez. What's going on? That was a very, uh, very low-sounding greeting. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was a little far from the mic. How is everyone doing What's this evening? On? What's going on? Or We're winning. Whenever, or whenever you may be listening to this podcast of ours. You know, the parent podcast of the Five Reasons Sports Network, Five Reasons Sports, started by Ethan Skolnick and Chris Whittingham, said the Heat were not good. Christopher Whittingham said the Heat were not as talented as the Orlando Magic. Ethan Skolnick was saying this is a bad basketball team. And the Heat, in their faces, in the face of Ethan, of Chris, of Five Reasons, of Ballscast, I'm just naming other shows on the network, of Three Guards Per Carry, subscribe, check them out, give them all five stars. All of them were wrong. The Heat are back to their winning ways. And legitimately, last night, I was thrilled because we haven't been able to do a podcast after, like, a winning game in what feels like two months. It's really annoying. They lost to 40 by the Utah Jazz. But we, don't, we, don't, we don't count that. We don't count that because they finished a four and two road trip, which honestly, that I mean, I'm pretty stunned. I would have taken 500. This turned out to be awesome. Like I, I don't think they look to be playing a hell of a lot better. Uh, Eric Spolster has ditched the three guard lineups, thank God. Um, and they're playing a lot of DJJ at the four and the three. A lot of Bam and Kelly. The kids are getting run. Bam, Justice Winslow. Josh Richardson, uh, Dwayne Wade's contributing very positively. Most of this without Goron. Uh, they played a close one in LA. I mean, now they're going to come home. Like, Christian, I am so happy with what they're doing. Um, like, especially, like, the lineups. It, it, it would appear that Spolster has stopped being stubborn and has corrected a lot of the mistakes that we were really upset with early in the season. I mean, not really by choice. <laughs> That, that tends to be how it goes with him. I mean, he would play Hassan and, and, and Bosch together and it wouldn't work. And then Hassan got hurt and all of a sudden everything worked because Luol Deng got slipped to the four. Isn't that how we got Bosch at the five in the first place? Yeah, exactly. No, it was a little... <laughs> and Badia to the four, yeah. Yeah, no, Bosch went down and then Badia got... Spo guy, huh? Four. Yeah, it's Spo guy. You know, he gets <laughs> nudged into success. He, he, got, he, got, he got lucked into a Hall of Fame coaching career. Facts. Plot twist. Do you, do you think he's a Hall of Famer already? Like, if he just Absol- walked away abso- right now? Absolutely. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, defensively, he's one of the most... Wait, where is he all-time in wins right now? I, I, but I'm talking about just what he's done for the game of basketball in terms of, like, this idea of, of how they play defense in the Big Three era has been, like, the Warriors do that stuff. Right, especially defensively, offensively as well. But like particularly the defensive, how they use smaller, smaller players as help side guards, the the trap defense, and offensively, a lot of the sets that they used to run, like running horns with guards. The Warriors do a lot of that. Like I've always thought that Eric's, like Mike D'Antoni, is probably the most influential offensive coach of this era. Okay, I did some quick counting. I think Spolster's like twenty ninth right now in coaching wins all time. And he's only really had one great team, which is, which is saying something. Like, and he's like 33, I think. <laughs> he's like 17. <laughs> he's young. But he's younger than me. I mean, as a guy who took D'Antoni's properties and, and like those, that system and kind of perfected it with the mutant that is LeBron, and then now the Warriors have like double perfected it, I think he absolutely he's a Hall of Famer. Like, I don't think there's a question. Per basketball reference, he's 32nd in the regular season with 497 wins. He has 
roughly 25 le- uh, less wins than Stan Van Gunny. Oh, that's forever. coming up soon. Yep. So He's like, 48. Pat Riley's fifth. Spoh's 48? Can you believe that? Wait, what? Sneaky we- 48, dude. Spoh had a kid at 48. Jesus. Dude, those Filipino genes. Incredible. He's he not 33? No, he's... <laughs> you thought he was almost Rodney Magruder's age. I thought he was Sean McVay of the NBA. <laughs> Spo is also 14th in playoff wins with 71. Wow. Okay. 14? Yeah. Okay. Speaking of Stan Van Gundy, how did we not address Stan Van Gundy uh, torching Justice Winslow? I think we did. I, no, I, did I we? Did. Yeah, no, we, we did. I think, like, I, I also think that Stan's super... A lot of that stuff was damning, especially the finishing numbers, and I think that's a lot of stuff that we have talked about. But the thing that Stan was wrong about was saying that Justice doesn't contribute offensively. Like, there's more to offense than scoring. And that, to me, that probably was... You know, obviously, Stan can't watch the Heat every night, so it becomes a little difficult for you to really know the contributions that Justice makes. But we know Justice, like, as a facilitator, as a guy who can bring the ball up. Something that I really liked on this road trip is how when they rebound with Justice Winslow, the offense is completely different in transition. They can push the ball off a big body that can rebound, push the pace, create mismatches. And that's the kind of stuff that Kelly and Bam thrive on. Like when you get Kelly in a mismatch and then every, you know, people are screening everywhere, there's movement. That is the kind of stuff that gets Miami easy baskets because they don't have a guy. Like you can't have D-Wade pound the ball up top and really get a quality look for everybody at any time. Like, you know, he, he can work and he can get shots, but it's not – they don't have a guy that can break down the defense every single possession. So they need to rely on – Stuff like that, getting in transition, and that helps when you have a guy who can rebound and go because it gets everything going like ace, like super fast. And I think Stan doesn't really watch enough Heat basketball to maybe like notice all these things and see the contributions that Justice makes offensively outside of not scoring. I kind of think at that point in time when he first said it, it was kind of fair to say that he doesn't contribute enough on offense just because I do understand that he is but a I playmaking think but at the same was, time, it's like if you're if at that time when his shooting uh, when his shooting numbers and finishing numbers were that low, you, it's it's probably fair to say he's not he's not somebody you want on offense. It's but, hard to defend it, but how has it how has it, uh, his finishing numbers been since since he kind of tailed off from that from that stretch that he was having where he was just lighting everybody up? Well, I know that since November, uh, since Thanksgiving, he's been he's been really good. I'm sure that Christian can pull up those numbers, but. And I know that he had that really hot like three game stretch, and he's but he's still. I mean, they're a positive with him on the floor. Do we know what happened with him last night? Because he kind of disappeared. Like they didn't play him much in the second half. So he, said he had some ankle pain. Yeah, he had an ankle problem, which I, I hope is not. But they have thankfully for them, they don't play until Thursday against the Rockets coming home on the second night of a back to back. So that you know, home game, three days rest gives guys time to get healthy. I know Dwayne had a back thing going into Memphis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe they asked Spolster about it after the game, and he made it very light of it, um, which, you know, usually the Heat like to be very ambiguous or not say much when they're not sure. And, you know. That's the move. <laughs> I mean, or at is, any point in time ever. Yeah, but uh, he, it didn't seem like a big deal. I do think the story of the road trip, I think Justice was the story early on, but I think the, the, the guy we got to talk about is Derek Jones Jr., has le- fantasy waiver wallet pickup legitimately has emerged as a guy that, and I think that a part of the reason why they're playing him more is 
Spolstra's willingness to go zone because DJJ is a guy that I'm a little nervous for defensively, especially against bigger guys. Like they play him at the four and I'm not very confident about him guarding fours. Well, you know what? I mean, Spolstra has not been shy about giving him real tough assignments. I mean, this road trip, he was guarding a bunch of guys. Like he was guarding LeBron for pretty much the entire fourth quarter. That didn't go Uh, well though. I mean, Right, but I mean, I like that he was at least throwing him into the fire. I mean, he clearly thinks that with his, you know, his length and his athleticism, that if he plays the right way, that he can be a great defender. And I mean, it makes sense. Um, it's just, I always, man, I just, I hope that he doesn't, you know, go too crazy with his with his jumps one day because, I mean, you go up real real big, you you can fall down real hard. Too. Yeah, he goes for every single putback. He goes yeah, for every I mean, single offensive rebound. It excites me, man. But that's I a love point. watching him play, but I'm also terrified half the time because I'm like, oh my god, don't die! Don't undercut him, please. It Yo, almost Pogo died in the preseason. A great nickname. What happened? That dude almost died in the preseason. Did he? Yeah. You remember him falling on his... He, he, like, landed on his elbow and ended up just being, like, a bruise. Oh, I totally deep. remember, but I didn't know. It looked know like he, like, separated his shoulder completely, and it was nothing. But, you know, I mean, when you have hard falls like that, that's when you usually learn is when you have, like, a, a deep pain, something to really, like, linger in your mind. And, I mean, he has looked a lot more controlled um, in this last stint that he's been playing consistently. Um, and maybe he's just kind of figuring that out as finding that right balance where he can use that unbelievable athleticism at times, but kind of pick his spots. Do you guys feel like my thing with DJJ is I think as an on ball, I think his contributions right now are kind of energy rebounding, you know, that kind of stuff. But I do think that where he can really be special is as a help side defender because the stuff he does when he comes, the dude is floating. It's insane how high he gets and how much he bothers guys that come. Like it kind of reminds me a bit of Dwayne in the sense as, you know, Dwayne used to be able to rotate really quickly off guys driving that get beat. And a lot of times in these spread sets, the bigs aren't in the paint. And while Bam is really quick and can rotate really well, when you have a guy, when you have two guys rotating at you with such length, Man, that, that can really create havoc defensively. So I, I really like him for that, but I'm a little worried for him on ball and that he might be a little too skinny to deal with some of the bigger fours in the league. I think that's the one thing, man. I think it's so obvious that he needs to put on more weight. And, and that also, talks, that also uh, goes into what Christian was saying about uh, the falls that he takes. He needs to get a little bit more layers on himself, man. He, he's too skinny. But he can I use think a I think he's an immediate contributor right now on defense, like you said, on help side, uh, getting into the passing lanes. I feel like he's too long to, in this system, not be a plus. He's already a plus offensive rebounder, plus rebounder in general. And when you have him on offense, uh, you can kind of use him in a couple different ways if you have to. He's not a complete negative. He'll hit an open shot and he'll hit the open layup off a cut or he'll get to the rim and dunk it over the defender. Like, I, I think he kind of is a, a first-round pick, man. I really don't like him playing four. I really want them to keep him at the three. But, we'll, I mean, I think by necessity, he might have to play some. I think he played some center also in the Laker game, which is just Spo getting nutty. Light years. Light years, dude. But the length, the length that he has is really incredible. The thing I'm kind of worried about is the shooting. Like, he's never been 
you know, I think the free throw shooting is the biggest indicator on how guys contribute shooting wise. And I know he's been really bad this year. He's hovering around 50, 56%. Yeah. He was uh seven of 15 on the, on the road trip. He missed the last two in the last game and they brought it down to almost a single possession. Do we know his catch and shoot numbers? It's just not. I mean, he's shooting 32% from three. So that's not really that great either. And, you know, forty-five percent. Terrible, the- though. I mean, it's not. It's it's below <laughs> league average. I think he league was better in summer league. I, I I mean, I mean, Alex, you were there, so I know he was a lot better there. For I actually did not get to watch a single minute of Derek Jones Jr. Oh, that's he right, because he injured. did get hurt. I remember yeah, he, he got hurt right before I got there. At the first game in in Las Vegas, we did play all of Utah. He's twenty-one, oh, yeah. man. I mean, Derek Jones Jr. is twenty-one. Twenty-one. He's God. a really good example on why you don't have to pay Rodney, why you don't have to pay Tyler, why you don't have to pay Dion. They've proven that they just get these guys to contribute. That's just them. That's just them taking advantage of Phoenix. <laughs> Phoenix really just let them go. They're just like, ah, we're good. But what I'm saying is that they've had a tendency to find these guys rather. I mean, Rodney Magruder. Rodney Magruder is a is a rotation NBA player who's gonna get a contract. Yeah, like he's he a graduated good, from school and the G League. I know, that, I know that I know that Alf you know gets mad at twenty minutes of Rodney Magruder, but Rodney Magruder is like a, a a decent good player in the league. And the idea that Miami has to like continually like pay guys to keep them, I'm fine with them just like going in in the recycling bin and seeing who they can who they can help find potential because they've they've consistently done this second round pick Josh Richardson, Derek Jones Jr., Hassan Whiteside. Tyler Johnson, like the list goes, Rodney, the list goes on and on and on. And then the reclamation projects and everything like. I completely get it, man. It's like, why pay James Johnson four years, 60 million when you can get Michael Beasley for a fraction of that. We've done the Michael Beasley. I'm down for part. I think we got to try one more time. I don't know. Part five. I don't know. I lost count. How many Fast and Furious movies are there? <laughs> I was gonna say the fifth one was pretty damn good. Mm. How many times is the fifth one? Like, if they can do Michael Beasley and Mario Chalmers, just get the band back together and play UD. Meanwhile, saw everybody else off of first round picks. I think that that's it. You make the fans happy. I think okay. that they've done Michael Beasley one, same win total, three. They've done it three times. I'm willing to do this a fourth time. He's only played 10 games with the Lakers. So it's not like, you That's know, ridiculous. they're using him. Yeah, you know. Come he on. should be getting playing time over Lance Stevenson. Let me tell you something. Michael Beasley, sneakily, has played in like all the best cities. Miami, New York, LA. Stop in Houston, you know. He's, he's done pretty good for himself. Milwaukee. China. <laughs> I mean, China's not bad. Don't knock China. Christian's been. Several times, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not that great. Shanghai, though, cool place. Cool place. Shanghai looks awesome. I'm dying to go. Yeah. It's no Japan, but it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, and the, uh, the Great Wall of China, very cool. If, you're, if you ever have to stop in Beijing for like a day, just find somebody to drive you out there. It's, it's worth your time. 
All right, so we're taking a bit of a break from my takes to introduce you to our newest partner, and that's AutoNation. And they make it easy to customize your newer used ride. They have a huge selection of AutoNation auto gear accessories. And AutoNation is your one-stop shop to get your vehicle auto-equipped with all the top brands. And you can schedule your auto gear session today at an AutoNation store near you. Design specialists will take you through an entire customization process step-by-step, and they're gonna help you create the vehicle of your dreams. From new wheels to a customized entertainment system, they've got you covered. And qualified buyers right now can take advantage of 0% financing for 60 months. You can schedule your session today. Just visit AutoNation.com to find your nearest location. Speaking of the Great Wall of China, the Great Wall of Whiteside has returned. Um, and I, I, I kind of want to ask you guys the question. If that game at U- let's say Miami smokes Utah. Is Hassan the starter in Memphis? Okay, but they didn't. No, but I'm asking. I'm asking because I guess my question is how much of that was kind of reactionary and how much of like, I felt that we were close to the Hassan Whiteside starting thing being over. And then there was a night in Utah that I felt completely derailed that. Yeah, but you know how Spolster is with his lineups. He he likes to finish games with a couple reserves, you know, or he has guys who probably should be starters that he likes to play off the bench for whatever reason, but they ultimately end up getting a starter share of minutes. Um, so it's not really that surprising. But um, I, what I thought was interesting was happen, what happened last night is Hassan looked great. He was playing really well against Anthony Davis, and he still – went with Bam and Kelly for the entire fourth quarter. The offense is just so much better with them on the floor. Yeah. And the defense. The defense, too, but what Christian's saying is right. Like, Hassan was playing well, but I, I honestly yeah, right. think that they just decided, like, Anthony Davis is going to get his. Bam could do maybe not as good a job as Hassan was doing that night, but something comparable. And what you don't give up offensively is you have your, two, your, your best duo on the floor together. Right. I think those last couple of minutes when the game slows down is exactly when you would see Hassan Whiteside get exposed versus Anthony Davis. I think that's the time to keep Batman. I think made the right choice. Exactly. I think, I think that it would, he would clearly win that battle once, once it comes down to it. Not even him, but just Drew Holiday, like putting him in the pick and roll cycle. And, and like when you have Dwayne and Hassan that can get picked on at the same time, you know, I think that's something that you want to avoid. And we all know that Spolster is going to ride with Dwayne at the end over Hassan. Like, you don't want those two guys out there when they can both get put in the pick and roll, and then your two worst defenders on the floor are the ones being exposed. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Um, yeah, Dwayne's been hard to watch at times. But Dwayne's actually not been hor- – his defensive metrics aren't horrible. That's mostly because they hide him, and credit to Spolster for right. doing a good job of putting him on people and, and inserting him in the lineup like when, when he can defend people that won't torch him. But – and he summons it, man. Like, he picks the spots. You know what I mean? He, he comes with the, with, the, with the timely blocks and the good perimeter defense when he needs to. I don't think he's been bad. I just don't think that you want him defending Drew Holiday at the top of the key, you know, and Hassan, your backup. Like, I, I don't think that that's something that they want to go I would say that's fair. I, I just, I don't, I don't blame them. But can, uh, we've talked DJJ, we've talked Justice, we've talked Hassan. I do want to talk about Dwayne Wade. Because last night, again, last night, Top of the key. Dribbles past Drew Holiday, who's one of the best perimeter defenders in the league, and finishes a floater over Anthony Davis to essentially end the game. That was a hard one, man. 
That was badass, dude. He's the best. I love that guy. I went, I went nuts. My dog was so startled by how excited I. I mean, I I watch these games praying for them not to lose because I don't want to do the damn podcast after they lost. I don't want to do that. And they provided me with not that, and I was excited. And it was also Dwayne. And I was like, Welcome he's so good. Brian's the opposite, dude. Brian, how do you, Brian? Let's let's put us in the living room. When Dwayne scored that, I jumped up, I fist bumped, and I clapped, and I and I just let out a cheer. What was it like in your living room? I turned off my TV and went to the Five Reasons chat, and I just wrote all caps and oh 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 for no. That is exactly what happened. <laughs> I Brian's love- gonna be punching walls soon because they're not gonna stop losing anytime. Come on, Brian. That's, that's Brian. They're gonna go on a run during moment. It's happening again. I just, I just wait keep for the- refreshing Tankathon, <laughs> hoping they land a number one pick. We're we're dangerously close to thirty and eleven, Brian. Shoot me. There's no better predictor of the future than the past, baby. Shoot me. Thirty and eleven coming back. Shoot me. We bike. Thirty, Brian. How fun would thirty and eleven be with Dwayne? <laughs> Shoot me. How fun I would Dwayne 30... have another kid by then? So it doesn't happen. You, Brian wants Dwayne to have like another paternity leave. I want Hassan to have a few more kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, he can have more kids. That's fine. I mean, but this is ultimately why it was like, you know, it's fun to kind of cheer for the tank when you ultimately know that they're going to be a playoff team. This Heat team refuses to be worse than 39 wins ever. They refuse to be worse than the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, I mean, it's... They're not even close to being worse than the Phoenix Suns. They will culture their way to 40 wins. That's the thing. Nothing can stop them from doing it. They would need at least like six major injuries for it to happen because they're such a deep team of they the same caliber players. Like, uh, what, what they need is for like Bam and James Johnson's backup to go down. So they just like play Bam and Hassan for like long stretches. Then Bam will learn how to shoot threes and then the league will really be screwed. They don't want that. Mm. Can we, Dwayne Wade is having the most bizarre shooting year because from three, he's shooting 36%. They're about 37%. It's, it's kind of creeped down. It's just still above league average. And his free throw shooting is 68%, which is fucking horrible. And I mean, that's... It's not great. I mean, 68% for a guard is fucking dreadful. It's, it's, it's if you're poor. Shaq, you take it. If you're Dwayne Wade and you're you shooting... Me that's a career year for Shaq. Yeah, Shaq <laughs> would kill for that. Shaq would average 50 a, shot that well. Dwayne is having a career year shooting the ball from three, and he can't make a damn free throw. What the hell is going on? It's because he can't shoot free throws from the left wing. What was the angle that Ray Allen told him? Was it 45? Yeah. They have a machine now that they put in the practice courts that, like, measures the angle in which you're shooting the ball and, like, calls it out and, like, beeps at you if you're, shoot- if you're like, at the wrong angle. It's crazy the kind of technology these, these guys have to help them. Do you remember when, um, when Dwayne was having like his best, best year shooting free throws? I think it was um, 2000, 2014? I don't know. 2012. I don't know. Whatever. When, and it was because Ray Allen was helping him and telling him like, like a certain angle. And they would yell out in games like 45, like the, the angle in which he had to shoot the ball. And he Twitter got obsessed with that. And we were just tweeting 45 out of nowhere. And NBA Twitter was confused. Oh, yeah, Dwayne, Dwayne Wade's new magic number 45 by Tom Haberstroh six years ago. <laughs> what a time. You know, that, that, that feels so long ago. 
Like sometimes yeah, you think means something else now. <laughs> Can't bring that one back. That that what a man how Oh that was a Trump tr- nice. <laughs> I was letting that sit. <laughs> I was actually I was like what? The I gun? was like I thought we were still basketball here. <laughs> the years of the big 3 feel like it was yesterday and yet when we look back, we're six years removed from this experience and we're like, what the hell happened? We were the center of the basketball universe. This city was where basketball mattered the most. The championship used to run through this arena. And now the eight seed runs through this arena. <laughs> the eight seed. Yeah. You're being so optimistic. You know this team is going to win 37 or 38 and miss the playoffs. You know it's going to happen. Brian's not, and he's like, the, the number four pick runs through this city. I oh, wish it was number one. Just ran the... I the wish we were number one in something. We what jumped up? to wait, number wait, wait. one, Zion. Christian, Brian, Brian has to do his tankathon. We didn't do it last show because we had the Locked On guys on. Shout out to Locked On. I know. I was, I was doing my own tankathon. Brian, do you do Brian's. He's got to do the sound. The sound comes in post-production. Yeah, yeah. Brian oh. has to sign in later. Oh, okay. Right. Is this your first time with Brian? Sa- this is theater of the mind, Christian. All right. Brian, I'm ready. Should, I'm, ready. Brian, should... I'm ready. Did he have the ninth best? Well, they're tied for eighth with Minnesota right now, but they are currently the ninth best odds at 5 to, 5.2% to land the number one overall pick or a 23.1% chance of laying a top four pick. They've currently won the last two games and are six and four in their last 10. Let's send the lottery. And they are still the number nine team. We need like brass to make it. But who did they get? Who did they get? Which one oh, oh you're, you're, not, you're not doing. We got locker. Kevin Porter Jr., oh. freshman, six Ooh. foot five and a half, scoring guard for the University of Southern oh. California. Who's the dude that's from Miami? Is it Nasir Little? Oh. Yeah, he. I think he did grow up in Dade County. Yes. Oh. Or not? No, he's not. No, he's from Orlando. Oh, never mind. That's right. He did, he did go to a nearby school here. He's from Pensacola. Wow. There are people there? Yes. It was a joke. <laughs> it was a joke at the rest of Florida's expense. I think sometimes people in Miami only think that what exists in Florida is like Miami, Tampa, the Keys, Jacksonville. Not even Jacksonville, and Orlando. And Tallahassee, that's it. Yeah, I wish. There's I wish that was just Florida, let me tell you. <laughs> The rest of it's a swamp. That's not what I meant, but sure. I know. Burning crosses. This is all right. That's just, just, we're alien. That's like, just like, moving completely up. This stream. <laughs> oh my God, wait, okay. Hold we're going to get so many bad reviews now. Wait, yeah. just, oh, that's right. Hey, if you're listening, give us a five-star review on No, iTunes. please don't now. Because okay, but- it, it means a lot. And honestly, you guys don't understand. Like, if you say one take that some asshole doesn't like, they just go, one star. I didn't like that you said something mean about Justice Winslow. And then when we have one star rating, and then the sponsors see that, and they get mad, and they don't give us money. So please hook us up. Give us a five-star review. And your other favorite Five Reasons Sports podcast. Leave a, leave a review, a comment. Tell them I sent you. Even if you write a five-star review that just says anime on Ethan's show. Actually, that'd be funny. You should do that. We'll send you a T-shirt. Okay, before we go back to basketball, I just want to read this tweet just because everything's crazy these days, but this just made me laugh so hard. 
Daily Beast reports the actual witch community is requesting that Trump stop calling the Mueller investigation a witch hunt because they find it deeply problematic and frankly a bit hurtful. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's really I love that. Insensitive to witches. I'm very sorry. Hashtag witch awareness. Witches became, witches became a minority. <laughs> So what kind of witchcraft do I need to purchase in order to have the heat land the number one pick? Brian, I can't believe you don't want to indulge in fun. I can't believe that you're not happy that they're winning basketball games. I can't believe that you don't like Dwayne Wade hitting game winners over the likes of Anthony Davis. I mean, you you should be really happy watching the young kids. And you want to know something? Do you you want to know something? Why are you not happy? Because Anthony Davis was the number one overall pick. (laughs) I want to have someone like him. We do. Because once Wade's gone, who are we going to love? Justice? Nobody. Bam. <laughs> you know, our, our hearts are, are capable of loving many, you know. I just love the idea of as the season deteriorates and like the heat get better and better, Brian's resolve gets weaker and weaker, and he's just going to be like a puddle in his chair producing from the grave because he doesn't want the heat like to be good or have any sort of fun. He just wants to be horrible, lose basketball games, and pick a dookie that may or may not be good. Look, I'm just going to spoil it now. We're going to end up with the 12th pick. We're not going to make the playoffs, and that's it. Again? It's going to be anticlimactic. It's going to happen. Do division, like if you win the division, do you still get automatically put in the playoffs? No, that doesn't matter. That doesn't exist anymore? It used to be. Because that division that they're in is horrible. The Wizards, remember, they had two All-Stars and they're not losing all their games anymore. I I mean, but that was going to be inevitable. They were going to talent their way to 500 at least. I kind of like the trade they made. Well, that trade was funny because it happened mid-game and uh, we're pretty sure that NBA Twitter let the Phoenix Suns know that they were getting the wrong Brooks in the deal. Oh, you think Brian, so? Huh? You think that's how they found out because of Twitter? I mean, that's what a lot of people were, were theorizing. That's what a lot of other reporters were doing. Brian, what, what was the exact trade that was proposed by Woj that, uh, he, that he then retracted because it didn't happen? So the alleged trade was a three-way deal between the Phoenix Suns, the Memphis Grizzlies, and the Washington Wizards. The Wizards were sending Austin Rivers... Uh, Kelly Oubre Jr. and I think two second round picks to to Washington or not no not to Washington to Memphis. Memphis was gonna send a Brooks. They thought they were sending Dylan Brooks to Phoenix along with Wayne Selden Jr. Um, but that did not happen. They were actually gonna send Marshawn Brooks. And so the way it worked out, I guess through through uh, Woj's reporting, is that um, both Phoenix and Memphis never spoke. When they made that trade, <laughs> uh, apparently what happened was they were texting. Uh, I think the two teams that were texting were Washington and Phoenix, and they were, they were facilitating the deal, and they thought that the deal was supposed to have Dylan Brooks in it. And somewhere, somewhere along the way, there was, there was a miscommunication. Hold on, wait a and, second. Yeah. Wait a second. And the wrong deal got leaked. They agreed to it in terms, thinking it was Dylan Brooks. When in actuality, it was just Marshawn Brooks. NBA GMs are conducting trades the way we do fantasy trades? Yep. Look, what? I'm just going to say that's exactly why you don't have two guys on, the sa- on this team with the same name. You just don't do it. Actually, I think that's actually a genius. That's, that's a no-no. It's woke. That's, that's, that's genius. That's, why, that's why the Morris brothers had to be separated. Which Morris just, brother are we getting? 
Who knows? Okay, but no, but that's a different situation because they're both roughly the same player, more or less. One is the wing version. One is a kind of power forward version. Whereas there's a difference between Dylan Brooks and Marshawn Brooks. There's like an eight-year difference. That's that's woke, man. I think uh, Robert Perra or Penna, whatever his name is, should get executive of the year for this. He almost fleeced them. I mean, Pat Riley has James Johnson and Tyler Johnson on the same team, so... Wait, yeah, hold on. Exactly the same. Do Marcus and Markeith have discernible skills that that really separate them as players? But I thought they were all both pretty well rounded. Like you know, both shoot pretty well from three. Marcus like, is significantly better. Is he significantly better? Significantly better. I don't know about that. The one that the one that's a Celtic is significantly better. But you see, Aren't that's switch because Markeith used to be the one that was the the, the better one. I feel like, like twins like twins have a special connection. I feel like they're like sharing a brain. They're like, do you ever see that movie Pacific Rim where they're they're in the big robots and they're like linked by the mind and like they have to like, yeah. What? Did you ask if that was an anime? I said Evangelion, and I wanted the joke to sit there because whoever would have gotten that would have thought that was been. I knew what that was, but that no, it's not like that. Have you seen Evangelion, Christian? I don't know. Is that an lesbian? Yes. Weird no. religious. There's no lesbians in Ava. There is lesbians in every anime you watch. Gianni there's, there's there's no lesbians in Ava. You're in Ava. <laughs> Giancarlo Neva. Giancarlo Ava. So the heat buyer selling boys in the trade deadline. Wayne Ellington has been. Ellen. Wayne Ellington has been a uh, very oddly stashed. I don't think he's played the last two or three games, two and a half games. Christian, what are you laughing at? <laughs> Just your, your rough transition. <laughs> well, because I didn't want us to get stuck in the mud on Avon Galeon. It, it, it was your fault. It was my fault, so I was trying to get us out of it. I was, I was acknowledging my shitty my contribution with an Ava joke that nobody except me got, and nobody except me found it delightful. I tried like to move on. Like Jay Rich is trying to carry us in the four point, like, step out of bounds. Sometimes we can talk through it, you know. Like uh, I'm sure there's some that, that got your joke, you know. Because then Brian lobbed lesbians in it, and like nobody's gonna get that unless they follow me on Twitter. <laughs> so Brian just lobbed another nuke on my lap, and I was like, okay, let's move on. Buyers or sellers? The show is pro LGBT. Yes, especially by my taste in anime. Okay, but does that mean... Follow that me you- on Subtitled Anime for 12 days of anime where I post a video every day on the topic of anime I enjoy. Today's video is on Ghost in the Shell and Marshall McLuhan's The Medium is a Message. Is that that Scarlett Johansson movie? No, I did the 1995 anime film, Brian. Get it right. I have culture. Yeah, I like the Heat and Wayne Ellington, who may or may not be on the trade block. Fake culture. It's Didn't people phone. have a problem with Scarlett Johansson's... They uh, did. Ghosts in the Shell. Yes, it was whitewashing the major Makoto Kusanagi. Yeah, very true. Um, I never saw it, but was it worth Either. seeing it? I mean, like no. you know, I'm I'm always down for Scarlet in a bodysuit, but you know, I did not I did not watch that monstrosity of a film. Flawless what, premise, if you ask what me. What was that? What was that? Wait, 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 wait. Do you know Gianni's never watched like a movie in the last five ten years? The last movie I saw in theaters was Get Out, and before that, I believe it was. Deadpool 1. Okay. Did you ever see The Island? No. Wait, is that the name of the movie? You know, somebody asked me for my favorite album of the year. I can't name a single album that came out this year. Oh, my God. Like, you know, I'm 26. I'm really bad. Like, I I can't name four songs that came out this year. Can't. I just can't. I can't. 
Yeah, you can. I only know God's plan, and that's because it was a meme. In my feelings? I don't know what that is. I don't know who sings that. I don't know. <laughs> Is uh I don't know the, the Justice Better song by the by the Carl Malone guy was that this year? <laughs> was was that this was that did that song come out this year or last year? I don't know what it's called. I know it's I know our version is the Justice Better now. Did you call him Carl Malone guy? It was a joke. <laughs> I know his name is FedEx Malone. I swear to God, I hope he's not related to Carl Malone. Because Post Malone, well, I mean, it was a joke because Carl Malone now. was playing the post a lot. You know, I thought I thought I was being funny. No, no, I got I got what you were doing, but I'm just I, now just thinking about it now. I really hope there's no connection between the two somehow. Carl Malone is a horrible person. Isn't Post Malone white? Yeah. Didn't Carl Malone f- some guy's wife? Nah, I heard he did a lot worse than that. I think he left a bunch of kids like hanging to dry and stuff like that. That's not the only thing he did with kids. What? Oh, oh, what? Damn. Is this something that the audience should Google? Uh, maybe. Should we be saying these things without being sure? Maybe not. Write that down, Brian. (laughs) 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 I have no idea what Alex is talking about. I just made a Carl Malone joke. I thought thought this was well known. Carl Malone rape, so I don't know what's going on now. (laughs) Wait, that was... Wait, what? Wait, what did I write down? Five minutes. First thing that comes up, talk about statutory rape. Carl Malone and the 13-year-old baby what? mama. What? Oh, my God. He had a 13-year-old baby mama. This is back from 2008. Brian is writing furiously right now. But this actually happened. Not. Feel free to talk about this. Just say I allegedly mean, before it. I'm scared. Mm. Allegedly. Oh, man. This is some wild stuff. I I'm mean, scared. this is on the HoustonPress.com. Is that not... A legitimate source of yeah. Put the blame Ethan, on them. Allegedly, yeah, just, Ethan. What do we do? No, Ethan, just put the blame to... on the Houston Chronicle. Allegedly, oh, I wanted to talk about Wayne Ellington getting traded to the Lakers. I don't know Call what we're Ethan doing. Live. Hold on, this just took me down a rabbit hole. I just saw something that said uh, Gary Payton m- beat up a male stripper. Did we know about this? <laughs> what? Jesus. Did we know? About allegedly, this? <laughs> allegedly, Ethan, allegedly, Lakers, huh? Ethan, Ethan. Those all four Lakers, huh? Ethan. God, what did they get into? Are, 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 these, are these things actually real? All <laughs> four Lakers. Brian, do you think Hall, of fame, Hall of Fame team of scumbags. <laughs> Wait, no, yeah, this is legit from 2005. Male stripper tas- testifies to attack by three NBA players. Gary Payton, yeah, not be laughing. Sam Cassell, and Jason Caffey. Kef- Sam Cassell got in on this? Apparently. Alex, they have more crimes than all-star appearances. Oof. Allegedly. I don't know about that. Allegedly. Right, right, right. I'm just reading the news, Brian. Like, I'm not accusing anybody of beating strippers. Allegedly. Carl Malone kids, and one of the first things that shows us is Carl Malone, the scumbag. (laughs) That's ignorant. But why is that ignorant if it's true? If he touched, if he had a a child with a 13-year-old, he is a scumbag. You gotta delete these past ten minutes just to be I sure. I wanted to talk about Wayne Ellington being a All Laker. Right, okay, let's back. go for an extra ten minutes. Okay, no, no, no. no. I like yeah, derailing no. podcasts better. Keep us from Brian talking is, about winning Heat basketball. Brian God has, knows I hate that. 
He is so out to sea on this season. Brian is so lost. Brian gives such little shit about this season that he's been playing Yu-Gi-Oh during shows on his phone and is just actively not giving a shit about what we're talking I about. I love this, man. It's like Gianni, they're 13 and 16, and you need to relax a little bit, all right? He's, he's, he's still kind of justified. If they win a couple more games in a row... All right, maybe we'll have to get up. If we crush the former MVP and James Harden and the former Western Conference finalists, you know, we back? Oh, yeah. By the way, tank season, hold on, guys, because this stretch of four games is going to be brutal. What do we got? We got Houston on the second night of a back-to-back. You've got the Magic, which you know is a loss, and then you've got, uh, who was it? The the Rockets, right? Yeah, they have Houston on two days on – I mean, but that Rockets game, Houston on the second night of a back-to-back, Miami's going to have three days of rest. Then they're going to have Milwaukee, oh, no, Orlando. They face, they face the Raptors. And then Toronto, which I kind of want I kind of want to go to that game. You may see me out there. Uh, what day is it? That's a uh, Wednesday. Christian, let's oh, go. I'm definitely going to have it. You want to go? Let's go, buddy. Yeah, we're going. Let's go, Heat Raptors. There you go. Watch the Heat lose. They're going to get throttled. They're going to get throttled, but I just love Kyle Lowry so much that I'm going to be so I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't sat down and actually done the math, but my record this season is not good. It's bad? Oh, I mean, I, I mean, they know, lose almost every home game, so just, I mean, everybody's record in that arena is probably really bad. Hold on. If you can just like talk about something else for a minute. I would Have say. they won five games at home? I'm not even joking. Have they beaten five Eastern Conference teams? No. Okay. No way. I mean, Miami's, no way. Third, Miami's home record is... It, it's I Miami has won five games at home this season. They're five and nine. They're eight and seven on the road. What a weird thing! What the thing. hell is happening? That's such a that's such a that's such a heat thing. Is it though? Yeah, no. They're always the road warriors, and they always suck ass. You know, unless like they're really good. Yeah, unless they had LeBron. They were unbeatable at home with LeBron. Those are the days. That arena was so fun with LeBron. I miss those days, man. What do you miss most? I miss the memes. I like Heat Me Twitter too. memes. Me too. Were the best part of all that because a the Heat were caving everyone's face in in the regular season and the playoffs, and b the memes were funny. Like we it got so much. Wait, now. did you have a favorite meme? I don't know if I had a favorite meme, but like I think Bucks and Sticks is still funny to this day. Like us making fun of Brandon Jennings saying Bucks and Sticks is still funny to this day. Like to me, it's the most underrated Heat Twitter joke. I don't know if it's funny when. You go and you have to play them and you match up versus Giannis Antetokounmpo. Well, now, yeah. Now it's like they're laughing at us. Now it's scary. Now Bucks and Six is a threat. Look at you with your regular-sized players. Giannis, man. That's a guy. That, I'm, I'm going to have to slide to that Bucks game, man. I got to see him live. Dude, I'm 2-6 this season. I mean, they've only won five home games, so I mean, it's a miracle. Still, I feel like that's still not a great ratio. I feel like I feel, I feel like I am cursed. I have this five reasons stank on me from these watch parties. <laughs> five reasons still has not won a game with a watch party, which is just five amazing. reasons ruin Miami sports. <laughs> if I, I swear, if they lose the next couple of games, I'm going to. I'm burning my five reasons hat. <laughs> But you got to take a picture with him. I'm going to call him out and I'm going to find some Santeria way to just lift this affliction on my soul. No, no, please buy more hats. Buy all all Ethan's hats, please. If Ethan ever fires us, if Ethan ever fires us, we should do like a LeBron jersey burning like experience with the Five Reasons hat. Oh, no. I can't. At least do a player that we don't like. Only if Ethan fires us. 
Who like do do a Josh McRoberts jersey? I love McBobs, dude. I still I still maintain that McBobs was not as bad as everyone. Who's a McBobs? Do a Charlie reasons. Johnson jersey. Who's a McBobs with five reasons? Yes, Whittingham. <laughs> a lot of promise, really underdelivered. Who never shows up? OJ McDuffie. <laughs> OJ, don't be a coward. Come to our watch parties, OJ. I'm calling you out. This is an official five reasons call out. Okay, yeah. OJ McDuffie, your like local legend. Chance he's listening to this podcast. OJ, there's a chance I'm keeping legend. this part in too. If oh, no, Alf you not- can absolutely keep it. There's no way he's listening. If like, OJ, 954 can go to a watch party. part of my childhood, but you are not listening to this show. I know it. OJ. You better hope the next time you see OJ, uh, Alf is with you. If Slim can go to a watch party, then you can go to a watch party. If people of stature. Wait, he did technically invite you to his Halloween party, which you never showed up to. No, I I, I didn't go. I was watching anime that night. Plus, he could have played football or whatever with uh, Jason Taylor and his foundation. He never showed up. Wait a minute. OJ McDuffie invited you to his house and you stayed home to watch anime? Was it his house? I think so. Or some mansion that he rented out. I think Alf went. Alf represented him. OJ McDuffie rented out a mansion and invited you and you didn't go? No. I also didn't go to Moss when I was invited. Yeah, I, I invited you multiple times. Yeah, yeah. And Alex kept telling me to buy my ticket, and I just Yo, I can't work. stand you. Why? All you do is bail out. That's true. He bailed out of Universal with me. I never bailed out of Universal, Brian. I was never going to begin with. So you say. Brian thought I was going to... Brian, my sister wanted to hang out with Brian and at, at the park, and my mom did too, and I, I set that up for them. But I didn't go. And Brian's like, why aren't you going? And I was like, because I'm not going. And he thought I sold him out. Yeah, he stayed home and watched a stupid dog. Can we talk about Wayne Ellington to the Lakers? Yes. Only if it bring back, brings back Beasley. My one condition. Okay. I want to ask a serious question. Um, who do you think has more value right now? Wayne or Rodney? Wayne. Rodney. Wayne, you, you really think Wayne? Yep. No, I would definitely say Rodney. I think Wayne because a guy that is a proven shooter that can play within a system, and he's not just a shooter. Like, he's a guy that can, if you close out, he can, he can take some dribbles in and, and make a semi-competent move. He's not Kyle Korver, who's a statue out there. He's, he's a guy that can make a play on the, like with the ball. He's an elite shooter. He can shoot off the bounce. He can shoot off the, not off the, the boss, he can shoot off the curl. He can catch and shoot. He's like he's good from the corner. He's good everywhere on the floor. You can run sets for him. You cannot run sets for him. You could do so much with him. And I think that a contender would like Houston wouldn't take him. I think the problem is one is always playable, whereas the other one is mostly playable. I mean, you better not have a bad defense and play Wayne Ellington a lot of minutes. Exactly. I mean the Lakers. The Lakers might. <laughs> the Lakers are about to try because they're going to need the shooting, especially in the playoffs. No, I mean they gotta try something, man. I, I, he like he wouldn't be bad in Toronto either. You can hide him defensively, and that's another shooter to give to Kawhi and Kyle Lowry, and another target who's always yeah, no, moving. Man. There's no. I would play. I would. I would play everybody that they have in their rotation over Wayne Ellington right now. I think the thing that Toronto needs most is a backup big because I think Valanciunas in the playoffs is gonna be an issue for them, and I it's gonna. I always go back to whenever I look at guys in on on teams that I feel are unplayable. 
I always think back to DJ Augustine in, on Indiana against the Heat and how Indiana always tried to buy like five minutes of rest for George Hill. And then DJ Augustine would come in the game and LeBron and Dwayne and Battier would feast when they would trap him and they would make his life a living hell where he was legitimately unplayable for most of that series. That the Indiana Pacers could not survive five minutes with DJ Augustine on the floor because Miami smelled blood. And I look at guys like Valanchunas, who I feel like in the playoffs, he is going to get hunted by good teams that are well-coached, like the Celtics, like the Sixers, and he's not going to be able to play. So I think they might need a backup big, but yeah, you're right about about. They've got Greg Monroe, man. Greg good. He just saved the day. A good backup big. I remember when we were chopping up DJ Augustine and now it's the other way around. Every time we face him and the Magic, oh my God, I'm shuddering just thinking about them. Why are the Magic so good against Miami? I don't understand. And contract year Vucevic. Oh, man. What a monster. Contract year Vucevic team. is my favorite. He's going to make an all-star team, and they're going to be like in the 10th spot. Who finishes with more wins, Orlando or Miami? Not Miami, for sure. Orlando. Orlando can't physically go past 33. I don't think it's possible. No, yeah. They just hit like a wall. <laughs> they just can't. And All their legs are just going to start falling off. Every, everything malfunctions. They go they and are, sign another center. Hey, they're still 5-5 five and five in their last 10. They're, they're not tailing off yet. I mean, last season they started off as the best team in the damn league, and then it, they just were Landoed. So maybe <laughs> this is their middle. Great way, to, great way to put it. I mean, I can't believe that Washington's actually played well recently, and they're still, like, in the bottom of the East. That's amazing. The, the, the East has been so weird. The top is interesting, though. Like, I don't know if Indiana can hold on to that three spot. Probably not. But Boston has played really, really well since Brad Charlotte even... in the top 10 in net rating. Yeah, but Char- Charlotte's... See, that's an interesting team because Charlotte has a losing record, but they're top 10 in net rating. So I'm, I'm willing to say that that'll correct itself and they'll start winning a lot of those close games that they're losing. Detroit, too, man. And this is a weird, weird East. Like, teams that I know aren't good, Detroit, I guess Charlotte's okay, Orlando. Well, it's pretty interesting what's happened in the last few weeks is a lot of the best teams have, ta- have tailed off significantly. Um, I-, I saw somebody tweeted out earlier today that right now there is no team in the NBA on pace to win 60 games, which is... Not even Denver? Can he save the NBA? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would give Draymond the credit for that. On the Five Reasons Podcast, we've got you covered on everything Miami sports. We've got a podcast out every Monday on the Dolphins and the football weekend. We've got original reporting on the big sports stories you care about, like trade talks involving Jimmy Butler and JT Real Muto, and great guests on both current events and a little Miami sports nostalgia. On a recent episode, we were joined by former Heat guard Tim Hardaway. That rally didn't want me to talk trash. We had to sit down and say, you know, he said, you know, I don't want you to be out there talking. I want you to be, you know, concentrate on what we need to do and helping us win. So I was like, all right, fine. I, I won't talk because, you know, I like I like to talk. So I said, well, let me do it in practice. He said, OK, you can do it in practice, but not in game. I said, all right, fine. We've got you covered on the Five Reasons Sports Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.